You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. Just by watching a very, very good Euro 2020 semi-final between Spain and Italy. Wilson, how are we? Uh, I'm a bit disappointed. I'd backed the Spanish on penalties and it went all the way, obviously, as it helps England. So the, the Italian boys will be shattered now for the final. But uh, actually, thought, and Rory made a good point last night, saying the best team doesn't always win the tournament. And I think you could say that will certainly be true if Italy win it because they were taught a lesson tonight and t- at times. Shankers, what's happening? No, I agree. It was a, a very good game. Uh, Unusual to watch. Uh, it was very quick, played at a good pace, so it was very enjoyable. Rory, how are we? Yes, not too bad, not too bad. Um, Spain certainly the, the better team possession-wise, but as the saying goes, the hardest part of the game is to put the ball in the net, and all tournament they've struggled to do it, and come up against the Italians, they're, they're going to see the game out, and they're going to punish you at some point. We'll start off with the, the overall game. Wilson, was that an enjoyable game from start to finish, Jank? <clears throat> yes, it was. I uh, Busquets was absolutely unplayable at times. Um, first, you know, kind of 10, 15 minutes, uh, Spanish looked up for it. A wee bit nervy um, at times, but it kind of grew and it kind of, I thought it was actually going to open up a wee bit more than I actually did in the first half. I know we had a wee side bet on when the first goal would be scored and we're messaging back and forth. Um, I thought it might actually be a wee bit more open than it was. Um, but again, it's a it's a big semi final, so I think nerves nerves play a part. Kind of strange that Spain not really going with a recognised striker. I know they'll maybe regret that now by bringing Marata. Um, but all all in all, a very enjoyable game to watch. Two two good teams, not two great teams, but two good teams. Shankers was that a fair result? Did that really deserve to get through? In my opinion, probably not. Um... I think it was kind of evenly balanced uh, through I, I think in overall you could end up it was a t- sort of toss-up and penalties in it I was the most confident uh, sticking the ball in the net and and that's how it went through but I was actually very impressed with the way Spain played and I, I never seen them we thought they would have a lot of the ball but I didn't see them playing it at that pace I thought they would try and control it and, and kind of slow it down a bit but it's totally Totally opposite of what I thought, and in the wee move for, for Spain's goal, with it coming for the back, Laporte into Marata, one, two, and through, cut, cut Italy open. It's it doesn't really happen a lot to the Italians, and and it was good to see some some good football played, but uh, it's it's hard to say. A, a draw was a probably a fair result, and then obviously it goes all the way. And sometimes people say it's luck in penalties. Sometimes it's a bit. A bit obviously, as Rory says, sticking the ball in the back of the net, and I feel I actually feel sorry for Alvaro Morata. I could almost see it coming when he was when he was stepping up. A strange uh, one, though, Shankers, because you'd think he'd be the most confident guy to take a penalty. I, after, I, after I, after I, I know he was playing on him that he must before in the tournament. Stephen, Stephen, uh, when he was walking up in that, I just didn't know. I don't know if you've seen it before when they were picking penalties and and. Uh, Enrique was circling the names on the, the tactics board who was hitting and like when the camera caught he was in the middle of talking to Marat and it was a bit back and forth and then he circled his name as if he was kind of basically saying are you sure you want to hit and 
but it is, it is hard. I want my strikers to hit penalties all day, so fair, fair play to him for coming forward, but it's just one of the things, isn't it? Rory, would you go along with that? Do you think the, the right result came out at the end? I think so. I like. I definitely understand what Wilson's saying. Look, if you put that Spanish side up against any team in the world, they're, they're going to have the most possession. They're going to they're going to keep the ball. They're going to you know play the wee side rule passes and get people in. They don't have enough conviction at the top of the pitch. It's been the same all tournament, so that's a huge part of the game as well. So I totally understand what Wilson's saying. If, if, if you're going to look at a team surely on football and ability, then you can't look past the Spanish. But I think the Italians would have known that they've struggled to score goals. And, I mean, Kayser's goal was a moment of magic. What I did like was, and we kind of touched on it before, you know, the, the two centre-backs are actually splitting. And, you know, they've managed to play their way through teams with pace and split, um, break the lines and find the uh, into the midfield up through the strikers. They, they struggled to do that in the first 30 minutes. I really thought Spain were going to hem them in because Spain, you know, went up against their centre-backs and didn't let them do that. But then on the flip side... When Spain had goal kicks, etc., Italy did exactly the same thing. So it, it, it became a really interesting game. And I agree with Wilson. After about 20 minutes, I thought this game could be really open here because both teams are are playing, you know, no team. Often you'll find a team will analyse another team before they play them and go, right, this is how we stop them rather than this is how we want to play. Both teams looked like they wanted to play that they wanted to play rather than try to stop the opposition. And Spain just have got the better footballers. But... They don't, they don't have enough conviction at the top of the field. And I, I, I'd been saying all week that Spain would have all the ball, but Italy would win the game. I thought they would win it in the 90 minutes. But, you know, Alvaro Morata's chance with the ball spread through on the angle. I appreciate it might be a tight angle. He might not score. You know, he takes that extra touch. I can't say the other boy's name. Rathabald or whatever you call him. He, he was on beforehand. Lovely little ball into the box. Totally misses his header. You know, a couple of chances before that. Their conversion rate must be one goal every six clear-cut chances. Mm-hmm. Italy can score goals for all over the park. And I, I just felt on the balance of play, I would rather see Italy in the final than than Spain. But what I will say is neither team that, that would have been a worthy final. Um yep. you know, I know England um have, have got the potential to win it, but I, I don't know if you're gonna get a tougher game if you're Italy or Spain than the game you had tonight. Wilson, obviously Jorginho had the winning penalty, your fanny's run-up technique. I'm only a fan of guys that score penalties I mean it, it, it still mystifies me you know guys that are paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week with a free shot from 12 yards can't hit the target you know I, I don't mind if it's an outstanding save from the goalkeeper but you know Marata's one's a, a poorly struck penalty the, um, I actually thought this, this, the first save from Rory's mate was decent um, second guy blazes over the bar and I, and again I mean I, I was going to ask the two boys this I'd taken a wee bit of notes before it like have, have you been involved in obviously not at the same level possibly but have you been involved in shootouts and touched on Shanker's point earlier I would want I'd be wanting all my strikers to hit and what you tend to see is usually your captain hits in the first five now I, saw, I noticed uh, Kaelini didn't hit but when Benucci was striking um, Danny Murphy was boring me with the stats about what penalties he'd missed um, previous and all that kind of stuff and as I say and, and I've kind of had this feeling throughout it see when Italy have played their games you know I always feel the BBC computers are rooting for the opposition because they know that's England's biggest threat it was yeah. if they were willing Benucci to miss you know <laughs> and they kind of got a bit of egg in their face because there's no chance Jorginho was missing his uh, 
penalty rate must be unbelievable at Chelsea as well. Um, so not not surprised to see him score a winning penalty. Technique is it doesn't really matter as long as you hit the back of the net. Yeah, Shankers, you have an involved in a penalty shootout. Ah, a few. Try to think of like any that actually really mattered to be honest, but I can't really think. Maybe an odd an odd cup game or something like that, but no like a a semi final or a final or anything like that. No, that's but see, I, I'm always one of the ones that I, I would rather hit first because see if you miss the nah, chances, I always, saved, feel com- I always feel comfortable that the our goalie's got a, a save in the locker later on. So I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it's just if you do miss, there's another. They've still got five penalties to hit or four penalties to hit where somebody can miss or our goalie can save it. But uh, I, I said in a couple of shows, when one of the games went to penalties, I can't remember what it was. And Danny Murphy said that again, although it is pretty boring, but you need your you need your forward players and it's normally forward players, midfielders, and then defenders at well, I know things have changed nowadays and folk day they looked sometimes does that we run up and stuff like that. But I want my, my forward players uh, at it. But managers will probably just go on who's most confident and who's feeling it at that at that time and and obviously, all the players were confident enough to hit. It's just sometimes it's just your Donald Duck, isn't it? Definitely. Rory, do you have a on you go? No, just see, 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 like, and again, we appreciate it's not the semi finals of the European Championships, but if you've been involved in a penalty shootout, and for, for example, you know, you, you're confident, you're a forward, both your forward players, you're quite confident. See, when you see the other four names, do you think? Oh my God! What's Willie Lowe hitting one? <laughs> no, so, so, do you do you feel that? Or are you are you so uh, focused? Because I'm again, I've never been in the situation, but I'm I'm looking at it, and if I'm you know Chiesa or whoever up front, I'm thinking, oh God, Benucci missed two, the last two, and he's hitting one bloody hell. Or do you solely focused? Just score yours and don't worry about anybody else. That's a, a good question. We we've actually quite lucky. We at some point we've had like. Four or five players like Gordon Pope used to have a lot of penalties. He was really good at penalties, and then the two Wilsons, uh, myself, well, like we 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 were kind of the four players that would maybe, and if somebody missed, we'd go into the next one and go in our four. So we've been quite lucky in our team. I can only speak for us that we've oh, everybody's kind of confident in in the boys that are hitting. But I know it. I know what you mean. Like some of the Spain boys must be hitting. Well, Marat missed one against Slovakia. And I'm not sure if I fancy him. As Rory says, he's, he's went and he's went and got his goal, and surely was on a high. So as a strange one, the Moby boys that uh, have been in teams now. Uh, oh no, surely he's no hitting one. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, you have a bad Rory's example. I, I listen. I've been involved in a few. The one that stands out to me probably was one. I went on to Dunfermline when I was nineteen twenty, and. We got a, it was Valentine's Day and we got a penalty away to Partick Thistle, right? So it was it was the year that St. Johnson got promoted. They must have won fucking, oh, honestly, I, I don't know how many games on the bounce to get promoted. <laughs> and they've been in the Premier League ever since. So we got a penalty. We're 1-0 doing and we got a penalty in the last minute of the game. And I looked at Andy Cup and I can tell he doesn't want, want the penalty. <laughs> so I, I, I takes the ball and puts it down and... and I'm like, Jim McIntyre doesn't take any nonsense. And I'm like, I missed this. I'm walking him, never mind getting the bus <laughs> him, right? So, steps up. 
and decide where I'm going to put it, and it's a poor penalty. Johnny Tuffy dives to his right-hand side and saves it. But the ball comes back out on an angle, and I managed to get it in the net, luckily enough. So anyway, roll around a few weeks later. We're playing Aberdeen in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. They, we get a draw at East End Park, and we go back up to Pataudry, where the game finishes nut each. They, they know I've obviously missed a penalty a few weeks before that. So I say, listen, I want to take one. Like, I'm still wanting to take one or whatever else. So I, I get the fifth penalty. But all week, I don't know if you remember Jim McIntyre in the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup back in his day. Dinked it. Dinked over, it right? over Andy Neal. Aye, right. <laughs> so he, he's given it all week. Listen, lads, if it comes to a penalty shootout, like giving it the pattern and all that, don't shout yourselves, dink it and all that, and this is how you do it. And so I'm thinking, should I dink it? <laughs> should I dink it, right? So it turns out, and then Wilson, you're touching on, what's he taking one? Big boy Graham Bain, one of the players that, right, he's go. You know they shin guards with the ankle protectors that like hang over their boots? <laughs> so they're, they're taking a touch and it's bouncing off their ankle protectors, right? So I'm going, right, he, he can't be taking one. So he's he's before me, but... um, And I remember being young as well. It was like a four and a half grand win bonus to go through and all that. I was like, like let's go through and all that. I was buzzing. Um, and turns out Ricky Foster and Sonny Oluku missed. And then Graham Bain was in the fourth penalty to win it and they ended up scoring, but... I was I was pretty nervous. I would have been nervous to take that in nineteen twenty Scotch Cup final when uh, Scotch Cup Cup final to get through, taking that, having missed a few weeks previously. But that one stands in my mind. I kind of stand in a halfway line, going, "That's a that's a long walk. That's a long walk." Um, I'll get four G, mate. That's all matters. What about the penalties? <laughs> but no, listen. That that one stands out. I scored a. I went in penalty in the Carlin Cup in the, like one of the early rounds against Oldham when I was down the road, but no, I've never really been involved in a... That That was probably the biggest one to get to the Scottish Cup final at 1920. It was a big deal. and It was the, it was the night Jimmy Calderwood was nearly greeting because um, that was their best chance in years to win uh, to get to a, a major tournament. But uh, that that kind of stands out in my mind. When I was at Falkirk as well, we, we were pushing for promotion and I missed, I missed a penalty. That That's pressure as well. I'd scored one earlier in the season against Queen of South, stuck it right in the top bin and, you know... September, October time, but when it rolls around to January, February, and then can I think it must have been April, March time, and you know I rattled the bar, and and, and I'm sure that at the start of the season I'd have scored that, but that's what pressure does to players. We actually missed two penalties. I get taken off them, and Mark Miller get put on them, and he missed one against Livingston a couple of weeks later, which we lost the league by three points. So they're the difference makers. So when the pressure's on, it's difficult because I'm sure Alvaro, Alvaro Morata took three or four yesterday in training and banged them on the top bin, and that, that's why I'm not. And I'll put it to you guys as well. It's an, it's an interesting debate. One me and my dad have had many times. I'm like, can I practice penalties? Because you can't put yourself in that position, Shankers. Would you, would, you, would you be a fan of practicing penalties? Do you think it's worth it? We've, we've done, a, we've had a couple of penalties, like just for the, for the sake of doing it. Train, no, like in preparation for games or that. But our goalie always says to us, Andrew, if we score a couple by him or that, you always say aye, but it's totally different than it in training where there's nobody watching you or in that area. If you miss Ken, it doesn't matter, as you said, but pressure and they will practice them because of the, the magnitude of the tournament, but it, it is totally different. And say like Marat is hitting them and there's thousands of Italians behind the goal and all that, like all that comes into play when I'm sure when you're when you're playing in a game like that. I was I think it was uh, Spain's last shootout. And uh, the commentator was saying about players walking up for the halfway line. You very rarely see somebody like like sprint, like no sprinting up, but like a good clip up, get the ball and go and score. Everybody walks up, and I don't know if sometimes that could 
pressure on you. I, 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 I heard that in the comments the other night. You know, they should be Aye. confident and all that. But I'll, I'll never forget, um, it was a, a Kelly, I think it was a Scottish Cup, and Kelly were playing Airdrie. Now, it must have been, it was early in Gary Hayes' career because he missed one as well. And good friend of Pikey's, Alan Mahood, good friend of the show. Um, it was the first time I'd ever seen that. I think he was maybe second or third or whatever. And like, whoever Airdrie scored, and Alan get the ball, and he, he runs up with the ball, puts it on the, and hits it as quick as he can. And the keeper, the keeper saves it. And then I think, I think Hookie maybe missed previous to that. And that, and that was Kelly out. Sorry, Alan, to bring that up there enough. But <laughs> that was the first time. I always thought the kind of walk added, you know, and the anticipation. Uh, as, as much as it, it pains me, and it, it, it still gives me a wee bit of nightmares when uh, Rangers beat, was it Fiorentina in penalties? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, Nacho Nova was nearly sleeping. He was, he was that laid back. It took him an age. I think, players are, I think players are worried of looking nervous, though. I, I think when they're walking up, they're like, I, I don't want to look nervous. I don't want to look like I'm yeah. panicking. So, they take uh, that with the socks down and the strap out and the cigar and the Campari. And I wouldn't have this penalty put us through, which is a massive thing for, for obviously Rangers at the time. And, as you say, I think we all agreed. We're all looking at Marat going, he's no scoring this. I, 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 I didn't have any faith <laughs> in him whatsoever. Do, do you remember in 2006 when Germany played? I think it was Argentina. And Jens Lehmann had the sheet in his sock where all the players would go. I think that's quite common now, though. And you see, uh, you see something on people's juice bottles and stuff like that. But... Was, it, was it not... Um, was, was it the, the cup fight or the cup semi-final when Rogic missed the penalty? Did, did Craig Gordon or one of them not have it in a water bottle another goalie kept moving the water bottle and it was something like that and they were oh, yeah. I think I see that. something along those lines but again a lot of it for me is, is potluck you know you should be confident that these guys level striking the ball um, and, and scoring your penalties but as, you, as, as Rory rightly says pressure must be absolutely unbearable and that's and again, obviously, at club level, it's massive, but you've got the weight of your whole country, <laughs> you know? See, see the boy Balotti? There was a couple of penalties that were slowed right in the top corner and that looks great. But I think Balotti's penalty is probably one of the best ones because he's up. He just fires it low and hard into the bottom corner. The goalie guesses the right way, but... He can't get there. pace and accuracy on it, he can't get it. And keeper, the keeper goes early as well, Shankers, and it's right uh, in the corner, doesn't he? He still can't get it, so it just shows you. But. Yeah. And it must be frightening seeing that Donna Moore and goals, man. Oh. No matter where I hit this, he can save it. I know, he's some size. Who's the, who, was, who were the standout performers in that game, Wilson? Who really impressed you in that game with that, their performance? Um, I actually thought Busquets at, at, at the start. Um, Jordi Alba got into the game for me. I think when he got the captain's armband, he, he, got, a wee bit, um, he got a wee bit better as well. Um, I can't, I can't, I mean, again, at any level of football, even kids' football, I don't know what the defender's doing, letting Chiesa cut inside on his right foot. You know, is, and that's again, that was another question I was going to ask the boys here because obviously they're forward players. You strikers must be sat and looking at that, going, can, can, I can't believe he's just done that. You know, they've just showed them where they had it and scored. I mean, all the incredible finish in, in uh, the studio. Hey, like, they can shuffle, I can't they can shuffle like, yeah, shuffles a yard to the left. He, he has to take him down on his mm-hmm. left foot and he's. Because he's that side, he's almost shown him the goal, and mm-hmm. obviously still has to put it in that corner. But um, showed him the road. I thought Kedri Kied- was good tonight. I, Pedro, Pedro, I think he's class. Kiesa was good as well. The boy yeah, missed the first penalty. Um, almost. Ah, he was, uh, he, 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 he was really, really, really good. Well. I, 
See, to be fair, see, that's that standard. There probably isn't a bad player on the pitch. <laughs> They're all absolutely, know. you know, excellent players. Um, I, I actually feel they, sorry for the Spanish boy missed the first penalty because I did think he played well as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Shankers, any spin to stick out to you? I uh, just the, the probably the one that we mentioned. Uh who was the other boy that came on late on for Italy? But Barardi. I quite like uh, I quite like him. Uh, I'm not sure who is it he plays with again. Saswolo. I see I don't know if he'll be he'll still be there from uh, from next season. There's a few of the Italian players that that will surely be putting themselves out there, but some of them are quite loyal to that. Mm-hmm. But Arby's been there a few quite years. Quite loyal to like playing, playing yeah. in Italy, same with some of the German players, they like playing in, in their own countries, but I don't well, say like there's that many good players out there, it's hard to go back. I thought Spain were, were good throughout the whole team. Uh, hard to pick standards. I thought Pedro was really, was it Pedro? I thought he was really good and then the boy that's at Leipzig, uh, Rory, what about you? Oh, listen, the, the, the guys have covered all the kind of the, the main players. I, I agree with Wilson. The first 25 minutes, Busquets was outstanding. Um, at, at times, he's playing balls right to guys' feet who, you know, he's, he's winning a tackle, the ball's breaking to him, and he's not even looking. He just knows. Um, There's a couple of passes he played in the first 25 minutes, which were excellent. Italy had to adapt slightly, so he wasn't able to pick as many passes as the game progressed, but um, I, I thought he was brilliant, really, really good. Um, Jorginho, I think, has been a model of consistency throughout the whole tournament. I think he'll be in the team of the tournament, regardless of what happens now. Um, so I, the guys have kind of picked out the main ones, but first 25 minutes, I thought Busquets was a was a standout. Um, no, just I mean, he's a defensive midfielder. He normally you want the passes for you know you win the ball back, you pass it to the one of the other two who, who would play those passes, but he's breaking up the play when Italy are pressing forward and then picking out number 10s and strikers and things. I mean, just ridiculous amount of ability for a guy that plays that way. But I think a shout out to, to, to Benucci and Chiellini as well, who were fantastic. As, again, I know they conceded, but I don't think any team in the world would be ashamed to, to concede a goal at that level. I mean, the, the, the fast flow and play was 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 outstanding. We won twos in the edge of the box and things, which is hard to stop. So it was it was a great game all round. The, the worst player on the pitch probably <laughs> was probably Simon. Unfortunately, he um, <laughs> he looked a nervous wreck at times. He really did. He shanked a few and whatever else. But listen, it was a, it was a great game full of quality. I don't I don't think we'll see as much quality as that tomorrow night. That's for sure. Yeah, see Busquets. See a lot of his passes as well. The first time, like passes, like Halle takes Merlin three touches, but like when he's on the ball, it's it's actually brilliant. A lot of the players that play in his position play. Like get the ball for right back and play with the left back and the defenders. A lot of his passes, as you say, Rory, are forward. Didn't he? Strikers' feet are are out wide, and it's not as if he's just keeping the ball. A lot of his passes are safe. He's not fit to he's try a wee risky pass as well. I much prefer something there that goes forward all the time and is willing to give the, give the ball away going forward rather than just playing safe going back the way, which is easy. Definitely, and you're absolutely right, mate. And see, playing as a forward player, one of my old coaches always used to say, the less touches you take as a midfielder, the more touches the striker gets. So if you take three touches as a midfielder to get into your striker, he's only maybe getting one. Whereas Busquets passes it in first time, that buys you two, three touches, you pass time on. So, you know, you've got a bit of time, but if you pass that ball in rapid and you get it into their feet, as a striker, it buys you maybe a bad first touch or, a, or a, you know, know that these Spanish guys, but a guy at my level... Um, 
and it buys them two or three touches rather than having to get that first touch perfect. So you're absolutely right. Busquets was, was quality tonight. Just quietly before we move into previewing tomorrow night's game, I want to ask Wilson, have you been a fan of BBC's coverage in this tournament? Absolutely not. It's, <laughs> I, I actually think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think, I think Gary Lineker does his best in the early rounds, but then he gets too excited as well. <laughs> um, Shearer's analysis is okay. Um, you know, in terms of tactics and all that kind of stuff. Um, if Micah Richard doesn't be Roy Keane, he shouldn't be employed by anyone. <laughs> um, Jurgen Klinsmann's okay. Ferdinand's just a cheerleader. Um, and he has some good insights, but the whole balance um, that they're providing, you know, is is absolutely cringeworthy. As I think I said the other night, before, I think it was before the Italy-Belgium game, you know, it was 47 minutes of England. And then 30 minutes that included the national anthems for arguably two of the best teams playing each other in the world. And again, it was something on tonight. And, I, and as I say, I don't. I was, I was, I was sitting outside, you know, with the kids in that till about five two before the national anthems because I don't care. As much as I love Luke Shop Manchester United, I don't care what slippers he wears. I <laughs> genuinely don't care. I just want them to get beat. And even if I actually find the BBC might not show the final if England don't win them or. Um, that, that's that's how biased it's been, and the co-commentators are, are absolutely horrendous. Janice and Murphy, Keown, gee whiz, man! I'd rather listen to the Wayne screaming and greeting for two hours than, than those three because they they offer absolutely nothing, nothing. Thank you. What about you? Is there any much more to say than that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, horrendous. I, I agree. Like. See when you're watching match of the day and that these guys are, are actually good to listen to and stuff like that because a lot of the time they're coming from a non-biased viewer opinion. But as it is, Wilson says, see the the later the tournament goes and, and England are still in it, it, it is get it does get tough to listen to and and it's, it says like Italy. Spain, probably two of the, the biggest nations that could play in a tournament. Think of all the all, everything you could cover, everything you could speak about, all the players, all the all the talent on the pitch, and <laughs> Shoberto Carlos. That's what they're calling him. You know what I mean, it's actually a disgrace to Roberto Carlos that, that they're comparing them. And you know, and, and in the last the last twenty years. You know, Italy's won a Euros and a World Cup. Spain have won two Euros and a World Cup, and they're talking about. You know, look, Shaw. You know, it's 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 absolutely it's, it's ridiculous. Do you and that's think where, like, do, sorry to interrupt. Do you think like Germany's coverage, if they were still on at this level, would would be like that? I think they would have respect to the other two nations that are playing. I think, it, I think it's just this country, or not this country, but I think it's just like this nation, nation like England that, that is like that. Is do you not think it's, Do you not think it's because we are? We're we're seeing it, but we're not feeling it. Like kind of thing. Do you think that's it as well? Like no, but I mean, did, did you? I mean, if if you if you think back to the Serbia game when we qualified, as such, you know, it was James McFadden jumping about the studio, mouthing off, and you know, going bananas. No, he wasn't. He was commentating on the game with what he's paid for. I Scottish. I played for Scotland. You know, but he wasn't jumping about like a maniac and saying Scotland's going to win it and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and. You know, then they don't they don't show the old firm game or whatever and talk about Scotland for you know forty seven minutes preview. They, they, they discuss what game's on. Do you know what I mean? And that and that's where I mean, as much as we've had a laugh about that, when it's been old firm games or cup finals, they have a balance on each. 
and Boyd and McCoy to antagonise Celtic fans in the same way that Sutton and Hearts and Brant. And but you still get that balance. Yeah. There's still a balance there, so it's it's hard to complain. Whereas this is just so much pro England all the time, and it's and it's just and it's roadies. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still think they won it, they bother, but it's as if they've already won it. It's as if they've already won it for beating Croatia. You well, know, what about Danny Murphy talk, talking just a full spring go with Rory? I heard I picked up on it, but Rory put it in the, the WhatsApp group saying about uh, about England playing Italy in the final and, <laughs> and then Spain goes. So that just shows you the Aye, level of art and stuff like that. And absolutely ridiculous. I, I ITV have not been not been the same. I think ITV's coverage has been really good. And I always think ITV's coverage is better. Like, but, 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 that, but that's what I'm saying. You've got Keane there who doesn't want England to win. You've got Nigel De Jong that doesn't want England to win. Gary Nell was quite balanced as well, to be fair. Like he, 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 he lost lost speed. Speed. Because he's Aye. been there and been part of letting down a nation before. So he's not getting ahead of himself. Yeah. You know? You'd say that. You'd be, like Ferdinand and Mabiton. I don't think Shearer's as bad, but he does at times come across as like. But they, they, see, see, see how we've discussed that golden generation before, and now you start to see 20 years later, we snippets coming out that the Liverpool guys and they speak to Man United guys and the Chelsea guys and they speak right. blah blah blah. Sheeran and Ferdinand were brought up in the era of let's just blame the manager, let's right. blame Sven Goran Eriksson for his personal right. life, let's blame Capello, let's blame whoever it was for playing Paul Scholes at left midfield. And, and the blame culture because nothing to do with me, I was absolutely brown every game in the tournament, so it's nothing to do with me. Whereas, you know, they're thinking now, well, Gareth Southgate's a nice guy and he's this and he's that and he's going to bring this team glory and all that. I'm just, oh, it's demoralising to listen to it. That's why I don't tune into about five, five to eight to the, to the <laughs> to national be, to, be, to, to be fair, like, I, I know Wilson feels very passionate about it. I, I haven't, listen, I don't take heed of these things as much, but I, d- I did notice it tonight, to be fair. I, I was really looking forward to the game to see how Italy played and if they were still going to play out for the back and still do all these things. And the first half was fascinating, like the, the way the two teams played and how they matched up and things. And I, I was looking forward to hearing from the guys that have played at that level about how you know, Italy had lined up, how they continued to play the same way, how they'd broken the lines, how Spain had done the same. You know, all the wee bits where we know what we're talking about, but it's always nice to hear from, you know, these guys who've played at that level. And as as Wilson says, it it did kind of hit me the night, to be fair, when I'm waiting for all that and I'm sitting waiting for it and you're talking about Luke Shaw slippers. It is a little bit like, come on, like that that game has been phenomenal and, you know, we've all thoroughly enjoyed it and sat and analysed it, spoke about it and given our views on it for... 25 minutes easily quite passionately and they can't date for 10 minutes it's I as Wilson touches on the balance wasn't it the other night and you know there was so much to discuss at halftime but I also wonder as well how much say is, is these guys go and it you know does it come to the backroom team that they, they, they you know you need to talk about this or that but you know and we're going to show this clip of Luke Shaw etc but tonight there was so much to talk about and they covered next to none of it they showed a Rio Ferdinand scoring against Denmark, like... I'm try to pass it as his goal. Years ago, he headed across the goal and the goal he dropped it in the net. I was just looking for a little bit more insight tonight, I think, in, yeah. in, in, in things and a little bit more analysis and a little bit that, more... I think that's why ITVs is better, because I think they, they've got more. That. They've got a lot of different people for different nations, like Dion, for Holland, Vieira... These guys are... These guys are capable of it. They just choose not to do it. Mm-hmm. Aye, I know. But it's, it would be good to have, like, assess Fabregas and Zola or somebody, just somebody for each country who's, who's like, 
difficult passing towards that game because it was clear to see they were no like they weren't weren't they thinking it was going to be a good game or anything like that but they weren't really caring about it to be honest let's let's be honest they they were focused on the Mora and they were just there to cover the game and show it for us and that was it but see if you had somebody there with a wee bit of passion about played previously with both nations or something like that it would maybe be good to listen to but Maybe, maybe actually the people are like that, Ken. We're not why going with them because of the way they are. It could be a bit of that, too. Right, let's move on to tomorrow night's game. England play Denmark at Wembley. Wilson, give it, you've been very bullish that England are going to win this tournament. Give us a... How you think the game is going? <laughs> give us a score prediction. Well, as I said the other night, um, I knew this game was going to extra time and penalties that would shatter the opposition. Uh, whoever won it regardless... Um, can't see England having any problems tomorrow night. I, I mean, as much as I, I don't know if you've seen Casper Smeichel's interview, ah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely first class, but again, it will probably be used as a motivational tool in the England dressing room tomorrow. Um, comfortable, comfortable winners tomorrow. Um, I think again, it'll be similar to the Ukraine game. I think they'll score early, score at vital times. I think the Danes might, might get some just with their height and their set piece uh, deliveries and whatnot. So, I'll go 3-1 England. Shankers? In 90 minutes. I think, I think England will win. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not sure how it's going to go. I, I really don't. I don't care what to expect. But I think England should win comfortably, but the way Denmark have been playing, they've been kind of free, going and expressing themselves and stuff like that. I just... I said the other night, I, I don't know if they can afford to go and play like that without getting picked off in, in the break and uh, the quality of England's players. I don't know if they've played a team with as much quality uh, in the forward line as, as England have. And I, I don't think they can open up and play that, that way without getting punished. And if England do score early, like Wilson says, Denmark will have to come out. And I think that, again, could work in England's favour. I would love to to be sitting here this time no more and I'm absolutely completely wrong but I just can't see anything apart from England when I'll go to now. Rory, what are you thinking? I think England will win over the piece. I think it might take extra time. Um, you know, I think, I always thought England may struggle with a team who would park the bus but Ukraine parked the bus and to be fair, England were excellent. There's no, there's no denying it as much as it pains Wilson to hear it. Um, I, I do think we'll have enough. I don't, I don't think it'll be as comprehensive as, as maybe Wilson. And Wilson thinks I'm more inclined to think along the lines of Shankers to thinks England will do it. But I think I think Denmark have got good quality and I don't think that uh, England are able to underestimate them. Uh, I've seen that Schmeichel thing and I, tweet, I retweeted it straight away because I just felt, I mean, what kind of question is that to, to ask somebody? Do you know what I mean? Um, but... I, I think England will do it, but I, I think it might take extra time as well. I think the Danish have got more quality than, than people realise. I know they lost their first couple of games where you know, it was exceptional circumstances surrounding that, but I think they've got the backing of everyone else other than other than the English. So I think that momentum might see them get a wee result and, and get them to extra time, but I think England have too much in the end. 2-1 two, two after extra time, I would go with. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you. I think 2-1 England. I think they'll, I think Walsh is right. I think they will score early and so I think scoring at key times helped them, particularly against Germany. I think when they, they scored, nine, 20 minutes to go, they scored against Germany. Nah, you tell that was just game over. Like, it'd be ah. interesting as well, though, Pikey, because the Denmark have come flying out the block. It's been a bit of 
bit of a trait over the last couple of games, and that's what's had brought them success for so for them to to go right. Let's let's come away for that and maybe set up not to concede in the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. No, I don't know if that would work well for them. Aye, you're mentioning like Luke Shaw as well. Like Luke Shaw is not going to put as many balls into there because Denmark have got the big men in defence. Like are they are they going to get the same luck with Kane getting free headers and things like that? Like it's going to it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a completely different kind of game they played before. And that's I think there'll be there'll be nerves as well floating about the England squad. So I think it'll be a draw in ninety about England to win it in in the extra time. Yeah, definitely. I think it could be a really, really interesting game. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the game we saw tonight, but it's not the same. It'll be as interesting as Luke Shaw's slippers. Is it is the game on BBC or ITV? ITV. I'm on ITV because the BBC was on tonight. Definitely. So we're we're going to be here tomorrow night. We're gonna we might record live actually. I'll no problem. We might do a live one tomorrow night. Right, and then you need to bleep my language if they win. <laughs> mate, and I'll keep the reins up the stair. We'll do that. We're, we're going to go live after tomorrow night's England game. So tune in for that. Thank you very much to everyone who's tuned in tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure to do this as always. Wilson Shankers Rory, thank you very much for coming on. Pass your bedtime. Definitely. Definitely pass, mate. Brilliant. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>